Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey, as well as some solo episodes from me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I have Jasmine Kemp from Kemp Digital joining me on Couch Chats. Jasmine is a marketing and mindset coach and the owner of Kemp Digital, a boutique digital agency. After eight years in the corporate life, Jasmine decided to quit her senior marketing manager role at a billion dollar company and go out on her own to support female entrepreneurs with scaling their business online. She is a Facebook ads expert and has helped businesses scale to seven figures online. I'm excited to chat to Jasmine on today's episode. Let's get started. So welcome, Jasmine. I am super excited to have you on Couch Chats today, chatting all things business and the journey it takes to get here. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, as everyone has just heard, Jasmine is the founder and agency owner of Kemp Digital, and she's an absolute whiz at all things Facebook ads and digital marketing. So what I'd love to start with is tell everyone a little bit about your journey to get here. Like, where did you start? How did you end up where you are? And then we'll dive a little bit deeper into some other things a little bit later. I love this question because my journey isn't as traditional as a lot of other people's journeys. So when I was in school in year 12, I wasn't a good student. You know, I I only just passed by a smidge and I really wanted to get into university to study law. But because my grades were not good enough, I just got a job, you know, just got a job um, as a personal assistant to a director in a company. And at that stage, they said, look, actually, you know, I'm actually not that busy. I don't need a personal assistant, but our marketing department needs a marketing assistant. Would you like to go and go into the marketing department? And, you know, my 17, 18-year-old self, I was like, marketing? It's like, why the hell would I want to do marketing? I was like, that is not my jam at all. But I needed a job. So I just went in and became a marketing assistant. And I launched my first Facebook ad, I think at 18 years of age, I'm 26 now. So it's been a while. And the platform was completely different back then. It was so much easier to use and it wasn't as overwhelming. But from there, you know, I just started climbing the corporate ladder and I found actually marketing was my jam. And I really loved it because it's got the creative aspect and the maths aspect and the scientific aspect and the psychological aspect. And it's, there's so many beautiful parts to marketing. And so my recent job was um, a senior marketing manager at a multi-billion dollar agency. And I was launching huge, huge projects in Perth. And it got to the point where I was like, I love marketing so much, but I feel like there's no purpose doing this for investors overseas. I really want to help small businesses in Perth and Australia so that their kids can go to school and, you know, they can enjoy weekends away and do really, really beautiful things that are really meaningful in life. So then I decided to quit. And at the time I had a mortgage and I just ripped the bandaid off one day as I was walking to work, I was on the phone with my dad and I was like, dad, I think I'm going to quit my job. And he was like, 
what do you mean, Jasmine? Like, you're going to quit? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's just come to me. Today's the day I'm going to quit my job. And so I walked in and I just handed in my resignation that day. And there's been no regrets since then. And it's been 18 months now running my business and I've loved every moment of it. Incredible. I love that you took something that you're passionate about, but it just wasn't filling that gap. And you put two and two together. You wanted to have a purpose, but also do the things that you love and that you find fun and that fills you up and combine them. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. They have something that they love, but they don't know how to make it a business or make an income from it or, you know, they always see it as a hobby or something that they just have to do on the side and then they still have to go to this job that they don't love. So that's really, really awesome that you were able to have that realisation to put those two together and make it happen. So 18 months is not very long and I'm sure it's been a massive, massive roller coaster getting here. You take off really fast and you kind of take the highs and the lows and all of the things in between in your strides. So one thing that I've realized that most people don't speak about is we hear the startup story. We hear, you know, I did this and I left my full-time job and then now everything's amazing. But what we don't hear is what's in the middle. So great. You left your full-time job. You are currently running your business freelancing, I'm assuming, and now you're running an agency. So talk us a little bit through that process. Like what was it that got you to that agency model? Because being a freelancer and being a solopreneur, it's not that scalable. And that's great if that's what people want to do. But oftentimes we start businesses to have more freedom, to do the things that we want and not be a slave to our business because we might as well get a job. (laughs) So um, what did it take going from freelancer to agency? Wow, this is such a big question, Jess. And I absolutely love it because like you said, we look at so much glamour on social media and everyone's successes. But a lot of the time, a lot of people aren't truly authentic and say, I made 10 mistakes today. This is how much I stuffed up. You know, these are the struggles I've been struggling with. Social media is so shiny and so glittery and look like I, I'm guilty of that myself. I share all of my successes and sometimes I share my mistakes, but not often. And I think going from freelancer and like you said, solo preneur, printer, (laughs) (laughs) Um, to agency, it was a really big learning curve, right? And I feel like we all glamorize wanting to grow and wanting our business to grow, but there is a lot of shit in the middle that you don't realize you have to push through. And I think two of the biggest learning curves for me was one, my mindset and shifting away from it's just me. And, you know, when the self-doubt comes in and when imposter syndrome comes up or when I feel like I've got limiting beliefs, you know, really understanding that that's not who I want to be and that's not my highest self and really pushing through that was one of the biggest learning curves because you, I truly, I'm a true believer in saying your business can only be as big as you, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're not doing the inner work and you're not working on your mindset, your business can't scale and grow. So I think that's the first thing that entrepreneurs who are wanting to scale and grow really need to realize that are they doing that work so that they're 
they can fit inside where they want to go. Because for example, if we have a small container and we're the small container and we want to grow to a bigger container, that is a massive growth curve, but we can only grow if our inner work grows too. So that was the biggest thing. And I did a lot of life coaching and I had like a mindset coach and I went through all of that. And as soon as I did that, my business grew. And really fast and really rapidly. And it was kind of like, hang on, like mm. there must be there must be something going on here. Yeah. And that's the hardest part because mindset work isn't tangible. It's not like you've written some notes and off you go and you do it. And that's the biggest challenge, I think, for most people. So how did you realize that you needed to do that? Because I think a lot of people sit in that space where they're like, no, I'm fine. I just need the strategies. I just need the ads. I just need, you know, these things. And I'm sure you hear it all the time from your clients, if you plug in the ads for them, but they're not at that mindset place, they're going to self-sabotage. They're going to be like, holy shit, I'm getting too many orders. What's happening? Um, And things will start to fall down. So I see a lot of business owners sitting in that space where they're like, no, I just want the strategies. I just want the hacks. I just want the things that are going to get me more money. And then they realize it's not all that. So what was it that made you decide maybe I should get some life coaching or maybe I should invest in myself because also investing in yourself can be scary, right? It's not free. Um, and you've got to unearth a lot of like things that maybe you've been holding down as well. Maybe you haven't wanted to unearth them, like let them out and work on those parts. So what made you take that leap and make, had you realization that that's something you needed to do? I think one of the one of the things that I really struggle with as a person is like anxiety, right? And I know a lot of us struggle with anxiety, but when the anxiety started getting in the way of my client results and my sales process, that's when I realized, okay, something here needs to change because this is affecting more than just me. This is affecting, you know, the wider community. So I need to make some change here. And I think that was the first, the first step where I was like, okay, I need to go get some help and, you know, increase my mindset and learn some better coping mechanisms to calm my nervous system down so that I can grow and develop. So that was the first, the first one that came to light. Amazing. Yeah. I think having that self-awareness is always the first step is realizing, you know, where are my gaps? What do I need to work on? And then you can find a solution for it. Um, and I love, love, love that you say you can only grow as big as you've personally grown. I love that you use that quote because that is what I talk about all the time. If people have listened to any of my podcast episodes, it's all I bang on about is mindset. So I love that from your point of view where you work in a very data-driven or like, you know, strategy side of things that you are so focused on mindset because I feel like people either have one or the other, but we need both. We need the strategies and we need the mindset. And it's awesome that you've had your own personal journey with that. So what I wanted to chat about is... What were some of the things that you went through? You touched on some mistakes. So what were some of the biggest mistakes that you made when you were either starting out your business or as you were scaling from a one-person freelancer to an agency model? Yeah, this is so, so good. So I feel like when you're a freelancer, and you're doing everything on yourself, you know, a paper to-do list is fine and not having processes in place is fine because everything's in your head and everything's wonderful and fine and you can operate as you want to operate. And then 
you start growing and you start scaling and you want a team member. And I came to the realization that, oh, I need to start writing down all of my processes and making to-do lists and making a workable digital system because we still work remote. So we use ClickUp now as our project management system. But before there was none of that and emails that were getting lost everywhere. And that was my biggest learning curve was things were getting lost. No one knew what they were doing and we were not organized at all. And again, it was impacting our clients. And as soon, and I think it was four weeks into that, and I started to get so frustrated and I realized actually, no, this is no one else's fault except my own, because I haven't put the business structures in place. And I feel like no matter where you are in your business journey, you need to just sit down, you know, for half an hour or an hour a week and just start processing all your documents and start processing everything in your business so that if, for example, one day you want to go on holiday, your business can still run without you. And I find that is the most important thing. That that definitely was the biggest mistake. You know, everyone talks about processes and systems and they're, they're true fancy words, right? But the process of actually putting the processes on paper is boring and it's not the most fun job, but it is needed for you to step out of your business and make sure that everything is really running smoothly. So that was, I guess, the first biggest mistake. And the second really big mistake is when you work in an agency, you have multiple clients, right? You're not you're not working with one brand. You're working with so many brands and so many business owners and so many stakeholders and making sure that client communication is super streamlined. So we ended up implementing a client portal where all of our clients can communicate with us. So we have one central place of communication. Before it was everyone's different emails. Everyone was on different emails. Threads were getting lost. And again, it's that not being organized and things are falling through the cracks and people are unhappy. So they were my two biggest learning curves, making sure that everything is centralized and processed. Yeah, that's so important because when you are working as yourself, you're the only person doing it. So you don't really, you're like, everything's in my head, no worries. But even if you are scaling as a freelancer or as a solopreneur, things are going to get busier. And I've, my memory is absolutely shocking since starting my own business. And if I didn't even have my own systems and processes for my own work, let alone my team's, I would not have anything done or my mind is working overtime to try and remember all of the things. It's kind of like you're holding on to it all at once. And if you don't put it into the systemized places or put it into your product management systems or online, you know, to-do list, whatever it is that you use, you're holding on to all of these things and your brain is just like working on overdrive. So it's so, so important. And that is something that I get so excited about is because this is probably the number one thing that I work with my clients on is that they're getting some traction, they're getting some sales, but how do they get from there to there? And their capacity is completely full, completely full. And I love that you said, you know, working from the client perspective, but also internally and scheduling that time each week because we go from doing the work to then being a business owner and Mm -hmm. so often people just continue doing doing the work because that's what clients require but you need to actually step back and schedule it in so I love that tip that scheduling in the time to work on your business at the moment I probably work 80% on my business 
the rest in my business. How about you? Do you mostly work on the business now? Yeah, like it's definitely transitioned. I'd say like I'm 70% on my business and 30% in my business. And it's actually such Mm -hmm. a nice change to see how much impact and effect you can create, not only for you and your business and your staff, but for the wider community as well, when you start working on your business and you start really putting your dreams and your vision into place. I feel like that makes my heart and I'm sure you're the same Jess like your heart just lights up and you have so much fire inside you because you can really put all your wildest and craziest dreams into place because you have done the hard work of you know getting everything like all your systems in place your staff are happy everything is running smooth and now I can really work on the business to grow and develop and I think that's where a lot of the fun sort of starts to come in when you really become that business owner and that businesswoman. A hundred percent. So we spoke about mindset being important and that you sought out life coaches and different mindset coaches over the years. What would you say is one of your favorite books or resources or even practices? Like, is there something that you even do daily um, that other people can possibly implement into their lives that really helped you? I love this question. So I'm currently halfway through a book called Limitless by Jim Quick. And that book. I love that book. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am in love with it. And, you know, from the first page, I was like, this is my book. It just, my favorite part is that I'm, I'm a, I'm a serial multitasker. And as we know, multitasking actually isn't good because it takes up so much more of your brain energy and you get tired quicker and your memory starts to fog. And that book really, really helped me with, you know, realigning and, you know, one task at a time. So that is my top book. I love Limitless because it's kind of like how to be more productive and learn and and like how to utilize your brain more so than I guess the mindset side of things, but they both work so well together and just in general, like anyone could benefit from reading that book. It's amazing. Definitely. So guys, go get that book. (laughs) Um, My, I guess my mindset practices that I do every single day is meditation. And I love to meditate because scientifically, like it brings your nervous system down. So when we're in a state of overdrive and we have adrenaline pumping through our body and we're always go, 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 our, we can't think straight, right? We make decisions out of like adrenaline more than we do out of logic. And when we start doing that and we are always in overdrive, things will happen in our business that we didn't A, realize happened because we don't remember making the decision or B, we're really upset with the mistake because we just didn't think it through. And that's because we're always in overdrive. So I like to meditate every single day just to bring myself down back to calm. I think that is so important and give yourself some headspace, right? Clear the mind, give yourself that time. That is so important. And I remember when I first started meditating, I couldn't do two minutes. I was like, my brain was always pinging. And, you know, like, it was like everyone listening is like, yeah, you go on Jasmine. Like that's yeah. too hard. <laughs> Literally. And now like I meditate for 20 minutes each morning and 20 minutes each night. And it's beautiful. My next one, which I love to do is I love to do a visualization journal and it's where like I journal about the future and who I want to be and what I've achieved and what I've accomplished and it's not just writing it's actually feeling that emotion inside as well you know like if I do this this is how I'm going to feel and really breathing into that emotion and feeling it and visualizing in your head and there's sometimes where I just start laughing or crying from happiness because I'm like oh my gosh it just feels so real and I think 
when you step into that and you step really into your higher self and who you want to be in your future, then it can become so much more tangible and real for you. And then you know this is possible and you can start working towards it. I love that. I'm obsessed with the power of the mind and how if you want to be somewhere, whether it's in your business or yourself personally, that you have to be who you want to be or act as if like in your business, if you want to be, you know, a multi-million dollar company, you need to set it up as if you are there. And the mind is no different. Our mind is going to seek out the truth and emotions are the strongest anchor to feeling that and to believing that as well. Um, there's so much science behind it. I could go on all day, but those are three amazing little simple things, but they do take practice. Like you said, you know, you couldn't do two minutes when you first started. And for me, meditation isn't a daily practice yet, but I definitely do use it. I can feel my heart racing, you know, at 9pm at night and my brain is going overdrive. I will use meditation. And actually last night I had to put two meditation tracks on in a row because I knew it wasn't enough for that period of time. So I did the 20 minutes before bed. And the next morning I woke up full of energy. I got so much done in the morning and it was just such a powerful tool. So for me, I use it more when I feel triggered in a way, but I definitely think that having that Mm. daily regular practice is really, really awesome. But I would encourage anyone that is listening to just set a small task. If you're trying to create a new habit or something, change something in your life, set yourself a timer for even 30 seconds, a minute and start there, even if it's just a couple of days a week. And the more you do it, the more you will, it'll become easier. So um, do you have any tips around what helped you when you first started meditating? I think it's like not putting the pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. to succeed in the task, right? Meditation is very much like a, a flowy type of activity. And I feel like when we step into business and we become businesswomen, everything is quite structured and, you know, we have our to-do list and we start at this time, we have a lunch break at this time and we become very structured. And I felt like when I first started meditating, meditation isn't structured, you know, (laughs) it's very flowy and it was a challenge. So taking that pressure off yourself and letting yourself go with whatever comes and really just loving yourself in that moment is so important. And sometimes I, I, I go on YouTube and I search meditations and sometimes a track isn't suiting me. So mm-hmm. finding those tracks that suit you, saving them so they're always handy, that is a really, really good one. Um, and just building it up, you know, eventually, like I said, I started at two minutes and now I can do 20 minutes and maybe one day I can do an hour. We will see what happens. But I think just, you know, giving yourself, you know, adding 30 seconds every day or every few days, like you said, will be really, really good. And Jess, I love how you use it in moments where you really need it so it's like you know when you're feeling triggered and you're like okay I do need this tonight like you know and you put it on twice last night and just recognizing that is phenomenal and I think it helps it helps me sleep like a baby when I meditate and I feel like as you said you just wake up with so much energy so refreshed so revitalized and it just really helps Mm -hmm. Yep. And I definitely wasn't a believer in it. I was like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, And I've still got ways to go. You know, I would like to be doing it daily, but for me, it's still a journey and, you know, no one's ever perfect. So even if you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. Jasmine's doing it twice a day. 
everyone's on their own journey. And I mean, you started somewhere as well. So I love what you said about just removing that pressure to do it perfectly because the first time you ride a bike, you're not going to be great at it. So Mm -hmm. keeping up that practice and eventually it just clicks. And finding something that works with you. One of my friends who's really into meditation and all of these amazing self-care practices, she says that meditation doesn't actually have to be sitting with a meditation music on maybe it's a walk through nature but being conscious of your thoughts and your breath and things like that so even just finding things outside of traditional the idea of meditation could be really really handy anyone looking to get started as well definitely I love that amazing okay so one last question before we finish up because there's been so many amazing things that people can take away so far but if you had one piece of advice for yourself when you were in that phase of okay I've got clients now but I don't want to be working 24 7 on the client work and I want to move into a scalable business model such as your agency what would you give yourself Like what would the advice be at that stage? Because, you know, we always hear, oh, just start and just do it when people are at that phase where they're deciding to do it. But what about when you're so snowed under, you're like, I can't even find an hour to work on the business to get myself out of this space. I feel a lot of the time when we become snowed under, it's because we want our income to increase, right? So when we're by ourselves, we want to take on as many clients as possible because we really want to start earning, you know, our first six figures, right? And that's when we become snowed under because we start doing the maths and we say, okay, if we get this many clients at this, um, you know, revenue per month, I can make this much per year. And we take, 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 take that on. And then we become overwhelmed and we have to hustle and hustle and hustle and work. And business is a hustle, but it shouldn't have to be a hustle 24 seven. Right. And I feel like I wish I told myself back then, (laughs) not stop being greedy in a sense of money because money will come when I start putting that process in place and I start scaling and to be patient and really understand that business, if you want it to be, can be a lifelong journey. You know, we don't have to get everything done today. We don't have to get everything done this month. You know, we have years and years and years in our lifetime to come. And if we are making sure we're showing up every single day with purpose and following through with our activities, then we can get to where we want to be. So I think that's, that's probably the biggest thing that I wish I told myself. It's just understanding there is a long-term picture. I think actually the third one that I'd like to add in is make sure you have a plan, right? Because I think as we go into business, it's ourselves, right? Like we said, and we just start working and working and working. But what we don't do is we don't actually sit down and put a one-year plan, a three-year plan, a five-year plan, and a 10-year vision in place, right? We don't break it down. And I think that is the most important thing, really being accountable, having a plan in place so that we know, okay, in July, this is all the things I'm going to achieve. This is what I'm going to do. And when July comes around, you have your action plan in place and you're ready to go, right? And you know what you need to do to stay accountable so that you can scale. That's super important. Uh, I'm nodding my head like crazy because so many people sort of even come to me for coaching and they're like, Jess, I want to grow my business. Well, how much do you want to grow it by? Like, what is the plan? Because once we have that, then we can break it down. 
into steps. It's like getting to the top of the staircase. You can't really get there unless you take the first step. But if you don't know where the first step is, you'll probably walk around the house all day and all night looking for that step. So I love that you said having a plan and breaking it down into manageable steps as well, because so many business owners are just hoping, like hoping that magic is going to land in their lap, money is going to land in their lap. But sometimes you have to actually, well, not sometimes, every time you have to make it happen yourself. Mm -hmm. Nothing just lands in your lap. And if it does, I want you to think about it because it's probably a result of your own mindset work, putting yourself out there to certain opportunities. And then those opportunities can come back to you. So nothing happens for no reason. Um, And having a plan is really, really cool. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine. This has been an awesome chat. I was really excited to chat with you because we could chat about that part of business that most people don't talk about is that medium phase, like going from freelancer to a scalable business model. So I know that everyone will get so much out of this episode. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure you screenshot it, share it to your Instagram stories and tag myself and Jasmine. All of the notes and tags will be in the show notes as well. Thanks, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. What an episode. I hope you all got so much out of that. If you have been enjoying the last few episodes of Couch Chats or any episode up until this point, please make sure you do subscribe and leave a review. It would mean the world and it helps me to create more content and more podcasts that really can serve you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Tag myself at dress.williams and eight and Jasmine at Jasmine Kemp and I will chat to you real soon.